Hey guys, welcome to the Swerve Church Podcast. My name is Danny, the lead pastor. I pray that the message that you're about to hear is encouraging, uplifting, and honestly challenging as well. I want to invite you to join us in person Sundays at 11 a.m. at the Swerve Hub at 239 Stanhope Street, or catch church online at 11 a.m. on our YouTube or Facebook page. Thanks so much for tuning in, and I pray that you're blessed by today's message and that it helps draw you closer to Jesus. Can you think back to your childhood, to someone that you really looked up to and that you would try to imitate all the time? You know, like maybe a, a singer and, and the way they dress or an athlete and their colors or, or the number on their jersey. Now, I grew up with some cousins that were, we, we were pretty close in age and I used to always go to their house to play basketball or video games and hang out. The big thing back then was the WWF and that was wrestling for, for those of you who don't know. Now, some way, somehow, we would end up in a huge wrestling match. And what we'd begin to do is imitate the wrestling moves. There were stone cold stunners and the people's elbow and one-handed choke slams. If you're a wrestling fan, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. And if you're not, then you don't have the foggiest clue. You can Google it later. But we would imitate our favorite wrestler. We would imitate their stance, their finishing moves, even the way they would talk and the phrases that they'd use. Or we used to go and play baseball at a park close by, and we used to imitate our favorite baseball players. Those of you that are into baseball know that everyone has a different stance when they go up to bat, or pitchers have different forms when they throw the ball. And since we so admired these baseball players, we tried to imitate them when we'd play. Can you think back to your childhood when there was someone that you looked up to and wanted to imitate them? You wanted to look like them, sound like them, or maybe even dress like them. Why do I bring this up? Well, in today's passage, Paul is talking about imitating, but not imitating some celebrity or athlete. He's calling us in this passage to imitate faithful followers of Christ. In other words, to mimic and follow the examples of other fully devoted followers of Christ. Have you ever met someone who you looked up to spiritually? Maybe their curiosity of the Bible and their dedication to reading it daily. Or maybe they have a vivid prayer life. Or their faith and their evangelistic zeal is through the roof. You love how they share the gospel with boldness. This is what Paul is going to encourage us towards towards imitating the behavior, the passion, and the dedication of other fully devoted followers of Christ. So let's see what we can learn from Philippians chapter 3, verse 17. Three big ideas for us today. The first is this, number one, Paul calls the church to imitate him. And here's how he says it in verse 17. He says, join in imitating me, brothers and sisters, and pay careful attention to those who live according to the example you have in us. Let me try to help you understand what Paul is saying here. Essentially, he's saying, guys, I'm in red hot pursuit of Christ. And while I'm not perfect by any means, come and look at me and follow me as I pursue Christ. It's like he's saying, let me show you what it's like to be a fully devoted follower of Christ. Follow my lead. Look at how I lead my life and follow in my footsteps. Allow me to show you the way. So this leads to the question, imitate Paul in what? In my study, I thought of at least four things just from reading the book of Philippians so far. 
I, I think he's talking about imitating his passion for the gospel. He had an obvious passion and zeal for the gospel, to spread the gospel, to share the gospel, to influence others with the gospel. To him, the gospel is good news that everyone needs to hear and experience. And he went to far lengths to share the gospel. I think he also means to imitate his sacrifice for others. Remember that as we read these words, they're being penned from a guy who's in house arrest awaiting to hear from Rome if he's going to do further incarceration or even face death for sharing the gospel. Not to mention all the beatings and torture, hatred and mobs that he faced for sharing the gospel. It was always about others and getting good news to others. I think he's saying to imitate his devotion to God. He was devoted to God and to the studying of the scriptures through prayer and thanksgiving. He mentions often in his letters how he's regularly praying for the people he's writing to. I think he's talking about imitating his journey in faith. Remember, he said that he was on a journey, that he hadn't yet arrived. He was grown in holiness and Christ-likeness. He was looking forward to a time when he'd be perfected and in the presence of God. But in the meantime, he was on a journey, practicing for heaven. These are the things Paul calls the church to imitate of him. What about you? Can it be said of you that these are the things you're pursuing as well? What are you passionate about? Are you as passionate for the gospel and getting the good news out as you are passionate about your favorite sports team or political party? What do you sacrifice? In other words, how do you invest your time, talent, and treasure? Is it invested solely in you and for your selfish purposes? Or are you otherly focused? Do you invest your time, talent, and treasures in others? Where's your devotion? Are you more devoted to your causes and your plans than to God's? Is He first in your life? Do you seek Him daily through prayer and reading the scriptures? Do you acknowledge Him when you're making life decisions? Or do you make those on your own without even considering His will or purposes? Are you journeying with Christ and other followers of Christ? Are you growing in your walk with Christ? Is where you are today a step or two ahead from where you were yesterday? Paul calls the church to imitate him as he passionately journeys with Christ. And this is our call as well. The second big idea from today's passage is this, number two. It's a specific call for followers of Jesus. And he says it this way. Join in imitating me, brothers and sisters, and pay careful attention to those who live according to the example you have in us. You know, here Paul gives us a clear understanding of who he's talking to. In other words, who this message is for. And several times throughout this letter, he referred to his friends in Philippi as brothers and sisters. We know that for those who put their faith in Jesus, we become a part of a new family. We become children of God when we accept the work of Christ on the cross and His victory over the grave in our place. So what this means is that this call to imitation, listen, is a call specifically to and for other followers of Christ. Other people that are also a part of the family of God. Other people who have claimed to make Jesus Christ their Lord and Savior. This means that the call to imitate Paul as he imitates Christ is a call only for followers of Jesus. Guys, we can't expect people who do not proclaim Christ to live as they do. We cannot hold people to a standard that they do not proclaim. You know, obviously, people who do not follow Jesus will have a life that reflects that reality. 
So we cannot expect and call people who haven't submitted to Jesus to live as a follower of Jesus. And what this should do to us is help build a level of empathy for people who don't know Jesus because they're lost and they're following a different standard than those who proclaim Christ. The people that they follow, the people that they imitate, have radically different standards and worldviews. So of course we can't expect them to live in a Christ-like manner. However, if you are a follower of Jesus, this call is for you. You cannot proclaim Christ and live like the devil. If you do, there's a disconnect and a contradiction, and the rest of the world can see it. And when you do so, you misrepresent Christ. Paul calls other followers of Jesus, his brothers and sisters in Christ, to imitate him, to live out that passion for the gospel, to sacrifice for the good of others, to be fully devoted to God, to journey and grow in their faith. Are you a follower of Jesus? Have you proclaimed Christ and accepted Him as Lord and Savior? Then this call is for you as well. And the last big idea for today, number three, is this. Also follow the example of others. Let's look at today's passage one more time. Join in imitating me, brothers and sisters, and pay careful attention to those who live according to the example you have in us. There's no ego trip for Paul and what he's saying. Paul is not calling people to imitate him because he's the hot potato. And he acknowledges that he's not the only one to imitate. By the way, that's how cults start. When a single person makes the claim that they're the end-all be-all and that they should be the only ones to be looked up to and admired and worshipped. But instead, Paul draws the conclusion that there are other people that the church can and should look up to and imitate. In fact, earlier in the book, he mentioned two people, if you guys remember. He mentioned Timothy and he mentioned Epaphroditus. And he listed them as examples to follow and as people to imitate. So Paul is saying that there are other people that are also in red-hot pursuit of Christ. Follow their example. Follow their lead. Pay attention to how they live their lives. Look at how they lift their hands to freely worship Jesus and imitate that. Look at how they open their Bibles and, and not only read it, but truly believe and applies what it says. How they've taken God's word into their heart and embedded it deep into their heart. Look at how they lead in their home, how they love and lead within their family, how they shepherd their kids and how they love their spouse, how they make a commitment to corporate worship with their family week in and week out, no excuses. Look at how they deal with conflict without blowing up or overreacting, how even with tension and, and difficulty, they still carry themselves in a way that honors God. Look at how they share their faith with others sharing the hope of the gospel, communicating their story and testimony and how God is at work in their life. Look at others and follow their example. So here's a couple of questions to conclude our time and to help you consider this. Okay, here's a couple questions. Who can you cling to and learn from? Is there anyone else in your life that God has placed in front of you that you can learn from? What are you learning from them? In other words, what are the habits that you're picking up from them? How do they handle difficult situations or trials in life? How do they turn the focus you know, off of themselves and put it onto Christ? How can you implement what you're learning into your walk with Christ? What are the action steps that you take to put into practice? What healthy rhythms that you're learning can you build into your own life? And here's 
The last question, and, and this is super important. I don't want you to miss this, so please pay close attention. And here it is. Who can learn from you? Is there anyone who could say this about you? Is there anyone that you can take under your wing and say, hey, follow me as I follow Christ? If you want to talk about making a difference in our community, man, I, I think this is it. It's when we so internalize the gospel that we can also invest that gospel seed into someone else. This has the potential to have a multiplicative effect. And if we did this, I promise you, there's no building in Bushwick that could hold sword. At the end of the day, Paul's call to imitate him and the example of others is preceded by the fact that they're following and imitating Christ. And what did Christ do? Jesus lived in holy submission to God. Jesus sacrificed his life for wayward sinners like you and me so that we can have forgiveness of sin. Jesus conquered death so that we can have new life. And this is the gospel that Paul so passionately proclaimed. And it is the good news that is available to each and every single one of us. If you've been living for self, if you've been imprisoned by your past, if you're fearful and anxious about the future, the good news is that Jesus came to set you free. And forgiveness of sin and eternity in the presence of God and an abundant life right now is available to everyone and anyone who calls upon the name of Jesus. And if you haven't done so today, I encourage you to put your faith in Jesus. You can pray a simple prayer that says something like this. Jesus, I acknowledge my sin and need of saving, and I put my faith in you. Thank you for dying for my sins and conquering the grave so that I can have new life. I'm no longer my own. I give myself to you. And through your Holy Spirit's power, help me to put death to sin and to follow you. If you pray as simple and sincere a prayer as that, the scriptures say that you're welcomed into the family of God. And if you did, we celebrate with you and we praise God for that decision. And for all of us today, remember those questions I presented a moment ago. Who can you cling to and learn from? What are you learning and how can you begin to implement those lessons into your life? Who are you being an example for? Who are you calling to follow as you follow Christ? Let's pray. God, we thank you for the good, godly examples that you've placed into our lives. We praise you for them. And we ask you to continue to grow them to be faithful followers of Jesus. God, we pray that you would help us to grow and mature. God, develop within us a deep passion for the gospel. Help us to put others' needs before our own as Christ did. Help us in our journey with you. When temptations attempt to distract us, allow us to always put you in first place. And God, empower us to live model lives for others to follow. That as we follow you, may some cling to us. May we point them to the only one who is mighty to save. In the mighty and matchless name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Guys, I truly pray and hope that you were challenged and encouraged by today's message. I want to take a second to invite you to join us in person. We're gathering this Sunday at 11 a.m. at the Swerve Hub, 239 Stanhope Street, right here in Bushwick, Brooklyn. And come on over, join us, come to the Swerve Hub. Let's worship together. Let's get together. Let's worship God together. Let's learn and grow together. Let's fellowship together. Why don't you come on out and join us in person this Sunday?